0: Greg, Greg, I haven't seen you in nine months. Hey, are you in You're there? You're still alive. Hey. Z- Zanka. Hey. You dead man. Zanka. That's what I said. No, you said Zanka. You heard Zanka. I said No, Sanka. the
1: listeners. <laughs> How the heck are you, man? It's funny because people, I got this question today at work because you will find out in short life update. We don't see each other every day, but people ask like,
0: do we see each other at all?
1: Like, yeah, Someone asked falling. me
0: last week, hey, uh, do you still talk to Justin? What? I just had breakfast at his house this morning, so...
1: I'm like, ah, we text. They're like, hey, have you talked to Greg this week? Because on your radio show something happened, and they're like, oh, have you talked to him? I'm like, yeah, we text every day, but I hadn't heard about this, but anyway.
0: Yeah, Greg, what what are you up to these days? Okay, give, give, first give, off, give the first <laughs> off, if you're listening to this podcast oh, and you're yeah. aware of Justin and Greg, the whole intention of what we're doing here is to, one, be ourselves. Yes. And we we'll kind of walk through for ourselves yeah what happened and not that not that we
1: weren't ourselves before but i think in the whole journey of trying to figure out Justin and Greg you're trying to create car- caricatures maybe not characters like they they were us but absolutely we're trying to be entertaining we're trying to be funny we're trying to dial up the energy
0: and this is th- a reflection yes of what happened and this has been what we stopped working together 9 months ago ish yeah. i think may and it feels like eons ago. Oh man! Well, okay, so one one year ago today, just before you say this, what I knew in my spirit something was one year ago today. Yeah, and I couldn't put my f- my finger on it, and I just was just like, I know there's something that's connected to what we did that happened one year ago today. I don't I don't know what it is, but I know it's a thing. What is it? What was the funniest
1: video? We ever saw of somebody covering one of our stories.
0: The who did the funniest bit?
1: Yeah, but who was the funny? Who was the real comedian who actually talked about the moose story? Oh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, January twenty second, one year ago tonight, did a two and a half minute bit on the moose story. Surreal, isn't that wild? Yeah, but this podcast is basically, well we don't really know what it is. Other than shh, I think we wanted a chance to reflect on the various stories of Justin and Greg of the Wild Memories in the videos and talk maybe a little bit more behind the scenes because what can appear like what's happening in
0: a video uh, there's there's a lot more going on all the time. Them. And I mean even The question I still get is, what happened to Justin and Greg? Well, the reality is, it didn't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It it was very hard to do what we did because, one, we didn't have a a proper business plan, or we had a lot of business plans that shifted all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And two, part of the root of what we did was, can we have a global impact from Regina? Mm -hmm. We were told time and time again that if we moved to a larger center, this would be more sustainable. And we agreed with them.
1: Yeah, and we knew it would be. And some of it, too, was... There is a business model that would have worked had we been able to get to a certain level or a certain point or a certain level of notoriety, which to me, I still think about it and I go, it is crazy that we didn't in some way get there when you think of the variety and depth and and impact that so many different stories had in so many different spheres. like There are people who are doing great from just making... YouTube videos and building a YouTube audience and never really going outside of that they're doing well but like we had a Facebook live show that caught the attention of Facebook and international media coverage on multiple levels for multiple stories and made the wildest connections and ins and media status just like all sorts of crazy things
0: and in the end it just it didn't work. The funny thing is if I was to trade what we did for a sustainable YouTube channel I'm not sure I would have enjoyed it. I need the adventure and the challenge of saying, "How do I get Elon Musk involved in this story? Yes. He belongs here. He's connected to it. What's the challenge?" And even in my role today, which, if you're unaware, I landed a role on Saskatchewan's largest sports radio show. I'm a what? co-host, Greg. On do you never listen to the bits? Not, it's really. not largest, biggest Saskatchewan's number one sports show. Oh yeah, I S- think it's, it's number one. It is yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah, so it's that I'm a co-host of a sports radio show. Which, if you know me, in any capacity, I love sports. You do love sports in a different way than X's and O's. I love the humanity of sports. Yes. I love the underdog story in sports, and this gives me—you love the entertainment yes, of sports, ultimately—and also the marketing side of it. I really enjoy the idea of how do I get and bring value to people in the stands, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm super blessed to be there and be and be able to interview guys like Gary Bettman, the commissioner yeah. of the NHL, was on on my show, and Warren Moon. I'm interviewing tomorrow, and like it's Jack? just. Did you get Shaq? Yeah, you are going to though. Charles Barkley and Shaq are the number one target I have. And there's no reason you can't. But, but that's it. That's the connection where I go. Wait a minute. I can still do the things I love with Justin and Greg. The, that that hunt yeah. of the hunt of the, the story, hunt. the hunt of being somewhere where we didn't belong, sure. and we both knew it. I can do it in a smaller scale or a larger scale, depending on how you look at it on this show. And. And that excites me. Mhm. And but, you're you landed a role. Yeah, I work for I work for our airport, which <laughs> Now we're supposed to be an airport is that an air, air, airplane. Air, I don't work First thing
1: people always ask, "Can you you get a deal on flights?" I don't work for an airline, I work for the airport, but um, it's actually the coolest job that the idea of like after 5 years of running my own company and own business, the idea of getting a job I thought was going to kill me and I just love it. Date Craig. They give you a paycheck every two weeks. What's?
0: It's like the it biggest is, scam. It is
1: actually. What is wild is to think about how hard and how stressed we were trying to make, get a paycheck once a month that was a fraction of what I get paid every two weeks consistently and how many times we missed it and have to do payroll and CRA and taxes and and you have to land all the gigs and be the salespeople and be the video crew and try and make these connections and try and figure out. And now it's like, I show up to work, they give me a paycheck. And you and can go it's home cool. at the and same it's time great every day. People. For me, I, I don't know about your work, My, it's great people and I get to do really cool stuff. So I would say I am, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and it's helping me recover from the fallout of was going all in on Justin and Greg yeah, and not sit making Sit in that it.
0: though. So- You were doing Justin and Greg. Mm -hmm. You were on the New York Times, the Washington Post. Your story was on Stephen Colbert. But even before Justin and Greg, you were doing a daily vlog, which you did, 40 days straight. You brought it down to Mexico. I remember I didn't even know you then. And I see this guy on vacation in Mexico vlogging every day. My first thought was, dude, be on vacation. like Just get out of there. But you've been grinding, Justin, for years. Mm -hmm. And so you end up in this place that looks after you, that respects you for who you are and mm-hmm. your skill set, and in many ways, I'll say, honors you and says, Justin, just come to work, give us your best, and then go home. That's a weird spot. That's a transition from yeah. the full-on grind to, I'm not going to say corporate executive, but you're in a place that is very different from what it was. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it—it it, it's wild because when I think back of how I did grind, like there was, like for... Years, every night, everybody else is chilling out and I'm staying up till midnight, 1am working and following the, you know, the hustle you see online. Like I love Gary Vaynerchuk, but you know, on this other side, I go hustling for that long also cost me a ton. But what I can't really comment on one way or another was, you know, was it worth it? And it's like, well, a lot of really good stuff happened because I hustled, but it also wasn't sustainable and I definitely burnt out on it. So you know what? I don't. I don't know what the answer is. I think that in
0: everything there's balance, and I'll agree with that. I think it's exactly that. You economics. You took your time and invest in it, and you paid the price to learn a skill set in in terms of video. Mm-hmm. And if you go look at your first video to your last video, there's a substantial increase in talent and sure. skill and acumen and all that stuff and because you did that it allowed well us and you to do the other stories yeah it just it's unsustainable yeah
1: it was it was it was definitely too much which i think is some of the goal of some of these stories is to talk not just like behind the scenes like oh this was happening and so and so was you know poop talking us behind our no it's more about the the reality of what it took to do some of these things and in some cases the hilarity of what we didn't do and things still just happened anyway. And the connections and the There's people a lot of and and in some ways I think it's almost like a little bit of a therapeutic journal for us to document some of these stories before they go too far from memory because totally. These things that like the Moose War, we were in the thick of it one year ago today. I don't know, right around time. BBC, whatever radio to 90 million people were on for seven or eight minutes on the largest broadcast in the world. That was a year ago and like to me, that's like a five years, mm-hmm. a decade ago, like it feels, and everything is probably starting to get fuzzier and thankfully we have some videos that remind us that it was real, but I think there's a lot of the subtle nuances that I think are interesting and maybe helpful to other people who are considering something similar and something else just ridiculous.
0: Legit, if we did not have those videos, I would doubt that they ever happened. And that's for this podcast for me is at some point I want to capture all the details because I, Mm -hmm. even for myself, if no one listens to this podcast, I have it for myself and I can write a book or a journal or whatever off these stories. And just to say and celebrate what was, because I forget the details. You know this, I can barely find my (laughs) keys in the morning, let alone know what happened in terms of a progressive series of events. And that's hopefully getting better as I... Learn more sure. about myself and go. Wait a minute! If I stop committing to so many things, I have more mental capacity to be present in the moment and go. Okay, I'm here with you. Sure. That's one lesson I've learned. Even ask me what I did last night. Greg, what did you do last night? Last night, if you saw me at 10:30 at night, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't on my phone. I was reading a book. Wow. And that has been very special to me to go. I'm going to be away from social. Which is mm-hmm. has been my lifeblood for so long, and still is a lot in my new job. But I realized that being in social all the time, the dopamine hits, and yeah. the reactions, and the screens, and the colors, and like everything's coming at you so fast, you can't that I can't actually slow down and be human. And when I go home at night, all I want to do is scroll Twitter. It's this weird addiction of what what's new, what's new. Not home, but like the latest tweets. What's new? What's new? What's new? And when you can escape from that for even a little bit and see and go, wait a minute. That's actually not a healthy place for me to be. Not that Twitter's bad or social is bad because it's obviously not. But everything in balance, to your point. Yeah, I had to do
1: that. Summer and fall, I basically had to turn off all the notifications on all my social. I deleted most of the apps off of my... That sound is Greg taking his shirt off. He still oh, has another one on. So hot. Yeah. We're not editing this podcast, so, so but I just had to turn off all the notifications and basically just detox. But here's my question for you to kick off I think the podcast. I don't know in some kind of way. But I want to know what was your absolute highlight of all of the Justin and Greg moments and what was the low light? Like what do you think was mm. like the lowest moment? Where you thought or
0: is maybe the biggest disappointment I don't know or the hardest or well the highlight is two parts like the Vegas school night story was I love hockey always mm-hmm. have getting to meet Marc-Andre Fleury my childhood I don't want to call my childhood hero but I always looked up to this guy who just happens to be the same age as me yeah <laughs> and getting to yeah. meet him in his office in his stall, in the locker room, and talk about Saskatchewan next to a guy that I've... It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had a, a bucket list item, that would be a BHAG. Big, audacious, hairy goals, or whatever they're called. Big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah. That would be on there. And that would be beyond comprehension. No, that's not going to happen, because how does that happen? Yeah. And it did. Yeah, And along with that would be the Stanley Cup video. We mm-hmm. did it for Game 5 with the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in Vegas. In 2017, and the fact that the players watched it, and the mm-hmm. fact that a guy like Braden McNabb is still on our Twitter, and I can still message him and say, "Hey, just so you know, dot, hey dot. Braden,
1: let's go for lunch," and he'll
0: say, "Oh, I'm pretty busy, boys." Yeah, he's <laughs> he's <quiet>. But <laughs> I fun. mentioned him the other day. I said, "Hey, we interviewed uh, Chandler Stevenson on our oh, yeah. on our radio show, and just so you know, I told him about the Vegas Saskatchewan connection, and I told him to come to you yeah. for more info." So just heads up. And he said, "Cool," like, and he laughed. Yeah. Right. We have those connections. So yep. that's my highest point. Mm-hmm. If I had to think about a lowest point, we, we, this is off the top of my head and maybe this will change. We consider doing a course at some point. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with a marketing course, <laughs> just get one cookie. I was worried
1: you were going to bring this memory up. I hope you had forgotten get it. One, get one,
0: get one cookie in your browser and then everyone's like hey here's a marketing course sign up 15 bucks a month or whatever it is or Mm -hmm. 450 bucks and we were trying to go down this road yeah to try and make money and to try and make money
1: right because it made a lot of sense and and to be fair it was like going to be i think a facebook live show course which there was definitely like there was a hole in the market and we knew some people
0: who did courses and like nobody's doing this your guys show rules you could crush at this and i agree I mean, you didn't agree, and part of that is because you are the brains and like the the horsepower behind the tech side of what we do, and so for us to take this on would be a substantial, substantial effort on your part, and we started to. We thought about it. We came back Mm -hmm. to it. We thought about it. We came back to it, and I remember we were trying to make this work. We had some partners on the side, and we're filming a video, and I couldn't get the script right. I couldn't do it. And I just saw you there looking at me. And I'm like, he hates the fact that I can't do this. And I felt like you were looking down on me. I'm, I don't actually know I, yeah. that that's the case or not. But I felt like he's looking down at me because it's pissing him off. Because he's like, why the hell do I have to have Greg doing this when I can just do it myself? It's way easier. And he sucks at it in this moment. And I was so rattled. I couldn't do it. Remember, I had to go for, yeah, a, walk went for and, a walk. And, yeah. and I still couldn't do it. I well, could not get it done. And that to me was so frustrating because we weren't in our wheelhouse. We weren't doing what brings us to life. We were doing what we thought was practical to try and make things work. And it sucked. I just hated being in that moment.
1: I think it was always one of the challenges with our partnership was we had different skill sets. But because you kind of came a little bit more into my world because I asked you to quit your job and join my company, you know it was built around my skill set and then you trying to come in and fit in and shoulder half the weight of that wasn't it just it didn't really make sense but when we were Justin and Greg hacking our way into stories and doing what we did best it was the perfect partnership but me having to carry some of those extra weights uh, yeah, led to
0: a whole bunch of stress. And that was a whole learning thing in my own. We didn't lo- learn that until. Yeah, way too late. Where it was wait a minute, every ounce of work we bring in has to go through yeah. your skill set, which. Requires you to do even more work, I and mean, we go. Wait, this is a negative yeah. feedback. This actually is unsustainable. Hence, why Justin's on the verge of a mental breakdown. No,
1: I was. I was like, it was. It was bad. It was dark times. That was like peak dark times because you have the little stress of like we're going further and further in debt. We got to figure this out. This is a chance to make money. It's not working, and I don't like courses in general because I feel like most of the people doing courses are doing it for the money, not because they really believe in it. And you know me well
0: enough to know. I'm not very good at taking money for things I don't believe in. It's the one thing, not one, it's one of the things I admire about you is, hey, Justin, if you just commit your time to this, you can make some amazing golden shekels. And you go, no, I don't want to do that because I don't i don't think it's valuable to the end user. I go, that's not up for you to decide, man. If they find value in it, it's its fine. And you're like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. it because they deserve better than that. I'm like, you are one stubborn mule yeah. But good on you. There was a moment, you know, and it's always these
1: things I wonder about where Zach who it, Zach, um, came with us to NASCAR. He filmed... Remember when we went to NASCAR? Man, there's so many things I forget about. But he came with us. Zach's brilliant. There was a moment where we talked to him and where he wanted us to hire him. And I wonder if we had in that moment, which we couldn't even pay our own bills. So we were like, I don't know how we hire you. But who knows? That, that would have been a thing where knowing what I know now... Especially fast forwarding six months from that, where I was like, I can't make videos anymore. Mm -hmm. If in that moment we
0: had just gone, you know what? We'll figure that out later. Who knows? But it's it's taking the lens off and looking, going, wait a minute. Okay, now that it's over. Oh, that. And now Zach, of course, has started his own agency, and they're doing amazing. Their production company. I just hired them at the airport. They did some videos for me. Did they do those videos? Yeah, they did the videos. I thought you did those videos. That makes sense. I got them
1: to do those videos. Save your time. You know. Yeah. I would say similar Similar highlight of going back and, and it's neat because, you know, we get to do talks. And I mean, one of the positives that has come out of this for me from, you know, pure Justin and Greg is, you know, you're on a radio show, you know, and kind of got to bypass all the work that you would typically have to do for years and years grinding to get to the spot that you're at now. You just kind of, you know, you bypass that, which is kind of our story. But I get to do more speaking gigs and I love getting up on stage and being able to set it up and then play that video of us in Vegas for the Stanley cup final, where you can feel the raw motion and that that video wasn't a typical ha ha ha, you know, funny video. It was, serious in a sense of... It was inspirational. It was spiritual. It was, you know, it was all these things wrapped up in a moment and getting to play that still for people is so... It's just like... To this day, room, it still works. Th- the whole room is just flabbergasted that that... Flabbergasted. That's a good one.
0: If you don't like hockey, you it still get goosebumps. Oh, yeah.
1: It's just like... It is... It's is, It's just like... That is special. And two boys from Regina, Saskatchewan, the entertainment... Academy, it's, it's a cool story. For me, the thing that I still feel a little bit broken about was I've just like, I've had this dream for so many years and it was so prevalent in all of Justin and Greg where I'm like, we're going to end up on the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. Mm. And it was, I, it was even before we got into the whole Jimmy Fallon thing. It was just one of those moments where I would dream it regularly of ending up in like a green room at the tonight show behind the scenes. And it was like, I dare not hope, but when the whole when we were in New York and we got the private tour and we're talking with our buddy who works on the Tonight Shows and he's calling us and saying, if the Tonight Show calls you, which they might, remember, they're they not going to pay for the flights. You find your own way. And we're just like, oh man. And like the hope and that story to me still feels unresolved. We have videos from it. We never finished the video because we were hoping it would resolve and it never did. And the there's still like a it more than anything with Justin and Greg, it's not that I'm disappointed. It's that I feel like we have unfinished business. Mm. And that one to me is like that story isn't over
0: yet. But that was one where I just like,
1: you I was like, this is going to happen.
0: It's not easy for you to get it, to go, hey, be not even to be optimistic because you are, you're a positive person. But the idea of going, Oh, and letting yourself risk yeah, that, I, that hope. I'm
1: very guarded on my emotions. And it honestly, it's one of those things where it was weird holding up a mirror because I would say five years ago, I would say it was probably especially before my last job, before starting my business and going into my business, is something changed in me where I had to become a lot more defensive because otherwise I would just say yes to everything and I would give away all my time because I was a people pleaser. Very positive But you kind of learn that after you do a couple of jobs where you said yes to them, you know, you shouldn't have, but you just did any like I it was like I had to put up more defenses and I felt like I lost a little bit of that positivity and optimism, you know, a little bit. And so I just had to be guarded. And so. In all this, it was always like guarding against too much hope because you would just be over the top. Like you, you would, you would go, no, Jimmy Fallon's gonna fly us down there. He's gonna invite us over to his house. We're gonna be having supper with his kids. He's gonna ask me to be his godfather. The eternal you know? optimist. And then like, like that would that would be you and I'm like, Craig, like that's we can't bank on that. And you're like, you don't know, you don't know, it could happen. And I'm like, uh, you know, I I was trying to be the balancing force, but that was a moment where I actually like let myself full on hope of going this. This is going to happen. And it's still one of those things where I think back and I just go, Oh, just we were so close. Like literally. So we many walked things. past the green room. Like we were oh we were we were so close in so many ways. And so that that one to me still feels unresolved. And it's not like I think there still will come a day. I just don't know. We we still have some unfinished
0: business. That is you never told me that story about how deeply I didn't know you were thinking about that five years ago. Oh, just like I, I mean, I, yeah. Because that would have put into context when John calls and says, "Hey, guys," I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, are you flying high right now, Justin? Are you on cloud nine? <laughs> uh, it still would be, yeah,
1: still be guarded. But there's moments where it's like, I, I mean, I want to be, I want to be a person who just hopes all the time for the best things. But I just like, I don't like being disappointed.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that one. It's kind of wild uh where
1: do you want to start well i was you know i was thinking back on like where do we start And it's like oh we could start right at the beginning but i think we've talked a reasonable amount about like starting a facebook live show and where that was i was thinking about like specific moments excuse me around what was the first
0: big video that we ever had and that was you reminded me yes our winner's video yeah the winner's cycle the winner's cycle yes which if you need a 10-second
1: recap, um, there's probably some people listening who aren't in Canada. Winners is like Ross in the States or TJ Maxx. It's like mm-hmm. a discount. But Wives, it was like the premise
0: was because this both happened to both of us yeah, with our Yeah, it came wives. out of our real experience, right? Yeah. Like I'm at home. There's a Winners that opened up five minutes from mm-hmm. my house. And my wife would go to Winners. And she would come home. And of course, I'm upset because we're trying to save money. Like everyone always is. Yes. And she would say, hey, don't get mad. Don't get mad. I'm going to take some of this back. I spent $300,
1: but I'm going to take a bunch of it back. And so, yeah, wives, my wife would do this. She'd spend $300. She would take $200 back. But when she was taking it back, she would then go through the store and buy another $300 worth of stuff. Say, don't worry, I'm taking it back. And you start actually doing the differentials and it adds up to a large amount. You always lose. But somehow that, well, I think it was the first one where we went, oh, there's something to this. And I remember because it was getting like 200 shares an hour. Mm. And it got to the point where it had like 4,000 shares. And I think it ended up because we posted it on our channel and I think it got like 250,000 views. And then winners, rather than sharing it or asking to cross post it, downloaded it and posted it to their channel. After, I believe, asking for permission, they would have. And it picked up like 500,000 views. And like... I'd never really seen a video do that on Facebook. No, not, not, I mean, not within arm's reach like that. No, and not, especially not with a big brand like that endorsing it. And when you're hungry for breakthrough and looking for things, it was like, it was kind of a neat moment. And then, oh man, I've learned to temper my expectations when we get a message from a business or a company or a sports team saying, hey, we want to send you guys some stuff. <laughs> um because i remember they they said hey we want to send something for you and and your wives and you're thinking like oh this could be good like checks would be nice and i, I think it was a 50 or 75 dollars It a hundred dollars i thought it was 50 each yeah well 100 yeah. bucks for, for so, our wives because i didn't touch that but so they sent us 50 bucks each they sent our wives 50 dollar gift cards which you know what happens is they go there and they go, well, I got fifty dollars, so they buy a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of
0: stuff and put some right back in the cycle. Yeah, they all over again. They won, and you're bang on about the idea of expectations because if you're on the outside looking in, you go, wow, Justin and Greg's video just got shared by winners. They endorsed it. These guys are living large, and there's this this expectation or this yeah people idea just don't know, yeah, because. Back in the day, Mm -hmm. if you were on the news or in the newspaper, that actually meant something because that's all that there was. There was only TV, radio, news. And so if you made it on those things, then people actually noticed you. Well, now, if you make it on the TV, radio, news, you're literally a blip. Hey, I'm on the CTV, 6 o'clock news tonight. Yeah, like Unless you're on there for months straight, then that audience isn't going to notice. And so it was really cool for us but it was a learning example of going, oh, wait a minute. Okay, 50 bucks. Okay, this isn't going to... Oh, no, and And like for
1: them. They didn't, they didn't hire us to do it. They didn't, but I think that was always what was kind of backwards about our business model, is we would do things because we believed in them, and then partners would benefit greatly from it, i.e. City of Moose Jaw, i.e. Vegas Golden Knights, i.e. Winners, i.e. Uber. Like, they would get this massive attention, and but then, like, we never agreed to anything, so they never really, you know, did anything or could do anything, whereas in the whole influencer world, it's like they would approach you beforehand say, what's your rate card? Send us how much to make a video,
0: you know, and then you could actually maybe get a little but bit that, of something. But that is so hard for us, though. Oh, yeah. And always was, because we had those moments, I think, sure. about Parks Canada. Yeah. We had those moments where people came to us and said, okay, Justin and Greg, we want you to represent our brand. Yeah. What's the cost? And we would give them a price. We would negotiate. But the hardest part for brands is giving up control. Yeah. I was like, we yeah. trust you guys with our brand. And we were never big enough. We didn't have 10 million people on our YouTube channel to yeah. say, listen, if you want access yeah. to my audience. <laughs> we
1: weren't playing hardball.
0: <laughs> well, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you want access to my audience, you play by my rules. We were saying, no, no, I think we've got yeah. a lot of story to give to you. But mm-hmm. I've got I've got nothing to back it up with. I've got an audience of you know 10 million compared to not even at that time, but that time would have been what? Oh, it was
1: 4,000 people. It was small. It was small. I actually had somebody comment on my YouTube channel recently, and they said the fav- the favorite video they ever had of Justin and Greg was our bromance trip to Waska Sioux with Parks Canada. I
0: saw that somewhere, and I thought, you know what? Those videos are actually
1: so good.
0: Yeah. So what we did was we said, okay, we're gonna do your typical. You've all seen. You've yeah. all seen traveler videos or mm-hmm. influencers who go to Thailand and everything yeah, is perfect and, and they're perfect. perfect and, and, but, yeah. And, but, but we said was, personality. Yeah, we said, listen, if we're gonna do this, our whole thing is how do we make a video that the audience and this is where this is this is such a bizarre concept yeah. where the audience, not even our audience, our audience, audience would love yeah. it. We know sure. that. Just people in general. We're gonna make a video that we know people are going to enjoy. Or at least we're gonna go in that direction. We yeah. think We think strongly they're going to enjoy us having fun exploring your
1: yeah and i like it's one of those things where i go oh man it was felt kind of lame and cheesy but it kind of worked was this idea of us going away and you not being clear about booking and they set us up for a romance package with like rose petals and all this kind of stuff and but in the end it was just like i don't know when we're our element having fun it
0: i don't know i feel like it's good content but it was a lot of fun and I remember we're trying to go through the the Parks Canada thing since we're in there. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to go, remember that? We're trying to negotiate okay. Parks Canada. Okay. So this is our first, I think one of our first big, hey, we want Justin and Greg. It's a national mm-hmm. client. We're going, yeah. okay, we're going to get paid for this. We're going to make some money. I well, we've my got wife. our buddy, Scottsy Backen, who,
1: right. you know has hundreds of thousands of followers and he works with he works with parks canada the a much more lucrative office in a different province than saskatchewan and google and rogers and american express and so we're like trying to bounce off of him you would call
0: scott a big time influencer that's not a celebrity yeah he's a full-on lives off of it will probably retire off of it influencer when you think of influencer he's in that realm for sure he's like he you know he's he's doing the big deals and so we're trying to figure this out
1: and we're trying to like negotiate and figure it out. And, and I remember the comment because they said, whoa, like, because I, I don't know, like, I think we pitched like $8,000 or something to do, you know, in the end, what we delivered was over 30 minutes of edited content, plus a number of like shorter videos and posting to our channel and a Facebook ad spend, you know, something like this. And they said, oh, this is what you would charge for a corporate video. Like they were like, you can't charge as much as what you charge for a corporate video. And we're like, this is way better than a corporate video. Um, and then in the end, they got confused because they thought they were buying two videos, two mm-hmm. separate trips. And yeah. so we had to basically cut our rate in half, which anyway, it ended up being a bit of a
0: the content was good. You it was a, a great, learning experience. You were in a great move when that happened. Yeah. Oh, great. The, the thing about that, too, is it's it's communication. Yeah, and we sure. we encountered this whole idea I'm gonna camp on this corporate video thing. So we both have agency backgrounds, mm-hmm. and advertising if, agencies. Yes, yeah, sorry. If you've <laughs> never, you're yeah, not modeling agency. If you've <laughs> I'm never scared, like a sports agent, oh, that'd be cool. If, anyway, if you've never like done one of those videos, they're yeah. expensive to have a full-on camera crew, yeah. high-end camera, high-end editing. You like we're talking twenty thousand dollars on a low end for one of those videos, and I know videos that can go up hundred thousand plus for sure. a thirty-second spot that yep. you wouldn't know the difference of. Yeah. Right and you go, "Oh, that's that's a commercial." I Go, "Yeah, that commercial had a director, a producer, a yeah, writer, 20 all these people." people. Set. It
1: could it could be wild. And we we were saying like yeah, 8 $8,000, but $8,000 for a video, not just a video because you spend $200,000 on a on a high-end commercial for 30 seconds, then you have to pay the TV stations a million dollars to broadcast it everywhere. And we're saying $8,000 for um, you know, a couple of like a, a vlog and a shorter Facebook cut and an Instagram story cut and a this cut. And we will post it on all of our channels to all of our audiences. And we were pretty smart at Facebook ads at the time. And we're going to push this out to people who don't follow us. You know, and it did like 50,000 views, which is actually when you look at an influencer video on Facebook,
0: incredible, mm-hmm. you know, with fantastic watch. You know, it. Real metrics. Real metrics that if you were a marketing person and looked at that video, you would say, wow, this is really good value. Yeah. But what you'll learn very quickly is it doesn't matter. People want, they want sizzle. They don't care about the steak. Well, and it's funny because I know that there's other people who
1: go up there and they make really nice videos. And it's one of those things where I'm trying not to be a jerk about it. But part of me is like, I hate the fact that the client, the client, whoever is hiring you, probably likes this way better than what we did. because. But I'm like, the general public, I don't think would, anyway,
0: it, does, it doesn't matter now. Which comes back to the corporate video thing. Yeah. We would make these corporate videos for clients and say, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally just for you. You're gonna give us $25,000 to make a video for you. We call them talking head videos. Yeah. The president, hi, welcome to Acme Construction. Other
1: business. I forgot about that Right, thing. we yeah. made fun of it.
0: Yeah. And they don't work, and so we're saying, why not invest that yeah. money in something that does work that people actually want to watch, And it's this idea of, I can't... Everybody's... Well, it's always
1: defense because whoever's the client, it wants to make sure that they can defend to their boss and say, look at the video. And I'm sure if they showed their boss our video and they had no context, they would go, sir, you spent $8,000 on these two yahoos? Mm -hmm. But if they actually knew and could explain it versus they have a beautiful video, they show it to the boss, they go, wow, that looks amazing. Good job, you know? And their boss only has thirty seconds of attention span, so they jammed it all in there and they go, Okay, cool. Like and then they can go, Well, we play this on the T V and it got all these views from people who are anyway, It'll never change. It'll th- never change. I think back to that moment though. We didn't really have much bargaining power at that time no. too. And we're going, Hey, this is thousands of dollars. And like it's going to like it actually co- like it took a lot of time between planning it, going up there, driving five hours to Each get way, there. Yeah. You know, filming over a couple of days, bringing it all back, doing all the... Ed- like, It's it was a lot of time, but we... For two people! Like, what were we going to do? We're going to say, no, it's our way or the highway. And it's funny how many times people wanted... They're like, oh, just like, this is like a an experiment, a pilot. Just prove the concept. We're going to have way more stuff for you. And, you know, I don't know specifically that one. I'm thinking of many other times where we took a cut rate to, um, to you know, just kind of show
0: people that it was awesome and then it just... I don't know. It was it was so memorable. Yeah. In that video, there's a moment where there's a bull just laying down on a golf course. One of the first things we saw, a, an, a elk. Bull, a, an, an elk, elk bull, but a, bull a male elk. elk. He's yeah. got a huge rack on him. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, pull over. Let's go film this. So I'm standing, what, 15 feet away from this bull elk that's just laying on the ground?
1: Yeah, the camera probably made it seem a little closer, but you were pretty close, yeah.
0: Which was apparently mating season. Yeah. Th- thankfully, he had just done the deed, so he wasn't moving around. We found out afterwards. Yeah, the park ranger or whoever said, like, hey, you guys are dumb. Yeah, <laughs> That bull yeah. could have gored you or killed you because it's protective. And yeah. it's a good thing he just, uh, well, I would assume that he's resting yes. from uh, for his next adventure. So that was a lot of fun. And even I think about we're walking through the forests, beautiful forest up there. And yeah. it's in Saskatchewan. When you think of Saskatchewan, you think of Wheatfield, you think of yeah. Flat. We're walking yeah, through... through some crazy forest and the snow is just melting and there's all this beautiful moss. And you're like, you should lay on it. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, I should lay on it because that looks really comfortable. And who wouldn't want to lay on the moss? I guess. It's funny to me
1: because the elk thing was something that they didn't want in the video and laying on moss apparently is like a
0: big no-no. Well, because you can imagine though. Ten thousand people up there, all laying on moss. No more moss. I don't think you laying on the moss was going to encourage that many people to go and lay on the moss. Uno moss. And then there's me giving you a, a backpack ride. Like yeah. it was, it was a goofy, fun yeah, video. Fun. But I think we did a decent job showing off.
1: I. It's funny the park. because if I look back on it, like it's always hard to. I think in many cases we discounted ourselves or didn't properly you know, praise the value that we were bringing, you know, and you get a little bit self-conscious and you do all these things. But looking back on it, I go, those videos ruled. Like, they were really good pieces of content. People watched them and they enjoyed them. And getting people's attention in this new world is really hard and it's so easy to BS all the metrics. And I go, those were, they were good pieces of content, still memorable to
0: people to this day. And we never did. I stand by that. We would always, when it, yeah. came, when it came to metrics, the one time we didn't, at the very beginning, remember Mark? Mark's like, I can take and push your Facebook page all over the world and get you a a ton of likes for cents. Yeah, we can, yeah. And he got us like 1,500 likes on our Facebook page early on because early on we're for like $2. Yeah, early on we were like, okay, well, we've got our family and friends liking this Facebook page of Justin and Greg. There's 25 of us. Why don't we boost it so we have, because I always tell the story about my Twitter account where Fiverr, this is in 2010, 2011,
1: That's almost 10 years
0: ago, Greg. Yeah, I paid 5 bucks for... I think it was 15,000 Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. And I thought... This is a cool experiment because I had read an article in GQ about this guy who tried to boost his social clout or his social whatever and he bought a bunch of followers and it worked. He's like, people treated me differently because I had more followers. And I thought... That's insane.
1: That was me. I thought you were a big deal because I saw him like, Greg has like, at the time, probably lost some bots, but like 13,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. I was like, what did this guy do?
0: Yeah, and I did. And people- You it, fooled me. As soon as I did it, people said, whoa, like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I work in at an ad agency. Yeah, and they go, wow. You should come on my podcast. Come talk to me because everything is always about how can you serve me. The world is so broken, but I get it. I get it. And so that was the one time so we we added like what? A thousand It was
1: pretty quick. The thing was we were legitimately going, Hey, let's target other we picked English speaking because our videos are in English, you know, around the world, try and find some people that this content connects with. And we had a number of videos and put it out there. We started picking up all these likes, but then they all started coming from those countries where you're like, Yeah, I you know, I don't know. And then we just, I, I think I had him turn it off pretty quickly after we oh, got yeah. like right 1,500 like immediately. I'm like, whoa, let's hold, let's
0: pause. And then none of those people actually really engaged with the videos. Yeah, because, yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. you have 20,000 followers. At that point, we had two. Yeah. And only 200 people like your stuff or, or 100 or 50 or whatever it was. And at that point, people weren't having that conversation. Yeah. It was still, wow, you've got 1.1 million followers on your content. No one was asking, why are only 700 people liking your stuff? It's funny because
1: I think one of the biggest lessons is just like real growth is slow. Like other than we all hear the stories of the outliers, it's like making a ton of money. Sure, you can win the lottery. But typically the way that people get rich is they are smart with their money and they grind it out. And I think about that was we built a community from grinding of people that we really connected with and got to know. And they were our champions. And I love the community. But none of the things we did ever helped us grow quickly. Like, think about we're on BBC too. Uh, apparently, it's probably not, but 90 million people, number one broadcast in the world. Do you guys, like, know how many new followers we picked up talking to 90 million people? Hmm. Zero? Maybe two.
0: I would guess zero, yeah. Maybe two, but probably zero. And that was most of our experience, though, with media yeah. as a whole, because everything is so fractured now. We would be on something like the New York Times, and people would say, "You've made it. Yep. Your phone. This is you're literally in the same a conversation as I had.
1: Stephen Colbert. You're in front of comedians Justin and Greg, as well as Stephen
0: Colbert. Yeah, people said your phone must be ringing off the hook. I said, yeah. "The joke's on you. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, me and Justin. It's like, no, it's not, because it's no. not a thing. Nobody cares. You're there for a moment, and you're gone. And so, to your point. To actually care, you need to grow slow, or that's just what happens. You need to get to know someone. And our community in Vegas, people that don't get it, I actually feel like people on our Twitter account where we watch the nights and I saw you were Mm -hmm. tweeting VGK haikus the other night. I don't know why I was doing haikus. I was having fun. But it feels like there's a real community. There's community.
1: There are there are so many people that it's like and even people around here in our city that I didn't really know or hadn't seen in years that are now so much closer because of the thing that we did. There's a lot of that. As
0: we as we meet and re-meet and introduce to people, hey, Greg, I'm, they mm-hmm. call me wheels on yep. my show. Oh, yeah, Justin and Greg. People were, I don't want to say big fans, but they supported us yep. quietly. Yeah, A lot of people were very quiet mm-hmm. in their support for what we did. And that's why if you're listening right now, take time this week to encourage someone and say, hey, you know what? I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because you don't understand the echo that those words can have in their life. To say, listen, you, sir, ma'am, whoever, I think you're doing a great job, or I love what you do, or whatever. To to speak that out to them is massive because we we had definitely had champions. I would say we had a lot of champions in the city. For sure we did. But since shutting down.
1: Yeah, it's funny how many people, more people,
0: yeah, come out and hear say, from. Hey, well, why'd you guys stop? I love what you did. I had no idea. Not that that would have changed things.
1: No. But the but, perception is helpful. Yeah. And just how many people silently consume the content without ever engaging or commenting or really getting involved. But it, it is crazy how many people are like, oh, you actually saw it? Like, and you don't expect that. And, you know, now my work, one of the people I work with, she's like, oh, my son. She's like, he just found out, I just told him that you're working with us. And he was like, blown away. And I'm like, I don't know, I wrongly was like, oh, like how old is he thinking he's like 13 or 14? You know, I don't know why it just feels like social would be younger. It's like, oh no, he's like 22 or 23. Cool. And I'm like, oh, that's still cool. I'm still like, yeah, love your videos. Talk about you guys all the time. Kai, I know you're listening. <laughs> Kai, he's, he's I don't know, uh, son of one of our good friends, Tyson, OG, Jags, you know, nation. Oh yeah. He listens to our podcast the old podcast episodes, every night going to bed. Like we, we were out, Megan and I were out with Tyson and Brett and they were saying, that, Brett, she's like, can you please do something about this? Because every night she has to go into his room hearing our voices talk and turn it off every night because he's asleep and our podcast is still just continually playing. She's like, I hear
0: your voice every night in my home. It's so cool. It's, it's so cool. Fun. And what gets me excited about that is <sighs> we did something we, we tried and a lot of people think that you know you guys have tried and failed and that will be the last episode where we talk about uh how it all broke down and what happened but i look back at what we did mm-hmm. and i know we landed in, in really cool spots but what we did i can't wait for my daughter winifred is three to walk her through it and say Ooh. we put all of our chips into something and yes it was crazy even looking back and that as i get a little bit older i go that was insane. What yeah. were we thinking? Yeah. How did we even get as far as we did? Now, lines of credit and credit cards help. Yeah.
1: No, like literally, it's gonna take me years to dig out of this hole.
0: Yeah. But I, I look back and go, what else is there? Yeah. It was,
1: you know, and it's when it, I maybe the bigger regret I have is not taking enough time in those moments to just appreciate the moment. And I think, at least for me, also, I was always hoping to get to a place where we could relax and enjoy it because we knew that we hey, were going to have money coming in or reach to a certain level. We're going to be okay. And r- miss the fact
0: that those moments like were happening. I was talking with someone, either your wife or producer Mark the other day. And they told me that you took a sick day uh, <laughs> around Christmas time. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> Justin took a sick day. And I was so pumped for you. Hmm. That you were in a place to say, you know what, I'm going to use self care and actually take time to be, to look after myself. Because that was not that you weren't self caring, but you were in such a grind mindset Mm -hmm. in Justin and Greg that you could be, you could have some crazy virus or lose a limb and you're at work the next day going, you know, today is the day I'm going to like work for my breakthrough today. And it's funny how seasons change. Yeah. To see you go, you know what? I'm gonna relax. Do you know how guilty I felt? Did you really? Oh yeah. For well, I felt guilty waking
1: up and sending the email. I was like, no, I can probably go in. And I'm like, I get fifteen sick days a year at work, and like
0: taking that's one three weeks, man. <laughs> that's three weeks of sick days. No. And I
1: felt so guilty. And then I sent the email, and then I fell back asleep at seven thirty and woke up at two p.m. And I was like, oh okay, I think I maybe needed that sick day. But it's like, what's tough about all of this is, like. Unless you're going to put it all on the line, the chances of you making it big at anything are pretty slim. Like you can't just you can't just half heartedly show up. Like you you do have to go for it. And it is tough because you never know. I always like feared that we would quit or before that I want to do my own thing. I'm like, what if I what if I quit one too early? Like what if it was just one more video? But it's also like a I don't know. Like I, I haven't actually reconciled that. I'm like, it's not healthy, but I'm like, it's also...
0: It's not, because what, part if, of- you, what if you were on the wrong path and you never quit and you just kept going and you actually wasted an entire sure. lineage of time to go, What oh, I, I was just going in the wrong direction the whole time and nothing changed. Yeah, and then you have the other side, like Brooksy,
1: the guy. So this kid who was the captain of our local Western Hockey League team, Adam Brooks. Oh, Adam Brooks on the Leafs. So he was playing WHL hockey for a number of years, basically giving his whole life to hockey. Got to the point the coach wasn't playing him. He wasn't getting any time. He wasn't getting used. He was not having good years and he was going to quit and hang up his skates and go do something else. And then new ownership bought the team and then the new coach said, hey, like just give me give me a chance. I believe in you. You can do this. And you know in that moment, he could have said, No, I'm gonna quit anyway. He said, Okay, I'll give it one more chance and ended up lighting it up, becoming the captain of the team. You know, and is now playing some games in the NHL. You know, and it's like stories like that where it's like people you hear oftentimes, people are like, Oh, and those were the stupid stories that always kept me going. Was oh, yeah, I was gonna quit the next day and then this, or you know, there I was so close to ending it and shutting it down and so close to bankruptcy and then like a moment. And I was always waiting for our moment with Justin and Greg where we almost had some. Like the one where we basically set a deadline, I remember, December 31st of last year. If nothing changes, we're done. Come January 1st, we're done. And it was the Friday, December 29th,
0: I think. think. And And the whole time I felt, I really felt like something was going to shift and that we were supposed to just, hey, stay the course. Yeah, look, look. The end of Justin and Greg in the face, yeah. looking in the face. And say, we're going to believe. We're going to believe that this is going to work yeah. out. Even to the last moment,
1: we're going to believe. And I remember it was December 29th. We had no options. And if you don't know this, the week between Christmas and New Year's is not the best time to hope for a big something to come through. Yeah. Clients are on vacation. It, Everyone's on vacation. It's Friday morning. I get a text from my mom. She's like, I just feel like you're supposed to take some time to be thankful today or grateful. And I remember going to the coffee shop with my wife, got out my journal. Started writing down things that I was thankful for, practicing gratitude. And then we get an email from TELUS, which is like a large national carrier
0: that we hadn't heard from in months. Yeah, in Canada, it's TELUS, Rogers, and Bell. Those are the three national carriers.
1: And we had chatted with them like months before about potentially doing something. And it was basically this email about how excited they were to collaborate and do something. And Like on the 29th, the Friday afternoon, right before the new year. And we're like, this is our moment. This
0: is... This is the sign. And it, it really felt that way to go. It did. National clients. We're gonna keep going to pay us. It's going to be amazing. To this be could fair, change everything. If
1: we had shut down on January 1st, 10 days later, on my birthday, January 11th, we drive to Moose John make the moose video, you know, that would have never happened. NASCAR in Vegas would never NASCAR wouldn't have
0: happened. We never would have went to Facebook in LA and talked with those guys down there. Like We never would have made it to the very end of Amazing Race Canada. We've never really talked about that. Oh, that's for another episode
1: that is for another episode um
0: no yeah. We, like yeah yeah the, but
1: there were so many things but in the I end forgot about it that. didn't didn't <laughs> i forget about that all the time um anyway like so many so many big things that almost happened where you think about how close we were it was like the moose story like tell us and that ended up falling through but then the moose thing and you know it's like we're in all these places that good stuff can happen. And then Jimmy Fallon, the conversations actually happened in January about us potentially getting flown back down there Mm -hmm. to do that. And then NASCAR and you think, who knows, maybe somebody at NASCAR will go, you guys are amazing. We want you to do that. And then Facebook, that was like the kind of gutting pivotal moment where they're like, you guys need to move to New York or LA. You want to make this happen. But then we still have this chance of amazing race Canada where we were, so close to being on you think oh that's the moment when you know all of canada will see us and that will launch us into the thing and then this is us going
0: just one more step yes yeah, one it more step. felt
1: like it was always and everybody always texting us and sending us messages or trying to feel like you're so close to a breakthrough you're so close to a
0: breakthrough and at some point you just got to go well, you've got wives, and you've got kids, yeah. and you've got mortgages, and you've got creditors saying, hey, at yeah. some point, you need to repay this. <laughs> you need to pay some of this back. And I think that was, well, that's a lesson I learned right now, is paying back debt <laughs> yeah. is way harder. worse and harder and slower <laughs> than it is getting into debt. Yes. yes getting into debt sucks. Well, no, I love getting in, like. Sorry. Getting into debt is awesome. Getting out of debt sucks. Yeah, it's like the moment of like, I'm having the time of my life, and then you realize all the chaos you've caused and go, wait, I- I'm responsible for this? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's
1: tricky, but no regrets. Like, I don't have regrets. I still feel like there's some unfinished business, and like, yeah, there's there's kind of disappointment, but it's still like, what a what a wild,
0: what I'm, a wild ride. I'm super thankful for it. And I realize now, uh, and I want to take lessons mm-hmm. from what we did and apply it to now, just yep. as a as a caboose to the podcast. But where I am, I need to be super pumped and thankful for where I am because if I didn't have what I did, I wouldn't be where I was. For sure. Yep. For the end of just think Greg, there's absolutely no way mm-hmm. that I'm going to fast forward doing a journalism degree and fast forward doing broadcasting school mm-hmm. and all that stuff to be in a position on a radio show where I'm not even asked to be a journalist. They're just saying, Greg, <laughs> go be a fan. Yeah. Have fun on the on the, on the the radio show and and be a blast. And is it, do I have the freedom I have on Justin and Greg? No. Mm-hmm. Do I have the ability just to say, I want to do this today? Not really. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea of grass is greener and it's not. And I can For remember sure. having a conversation with you, yeah. Justin, saying, listen, man, and this is in the midst of us not paying our bills or not knowing what's going on, to say, dude, if we met ourselves, a carbon copy of ourselves, a mirror image of ourselves, and that self was getting paid a steady paycheck like we are now, yep. and they were fine and comfortable and safe, we're actually living the dream mm-hmm. of that comfortable self. And in many ways, we were. Yep. Right? It's, not perf- it's not a perfect analo- analogy. No, but
1: it's kind of like, had I not done that and I was just working a job, when I came home at night after work every night and I was dreaming of things to do, we lived the dreams that I would have.
0: That's what we did. Here's my question. Yeah. Knowing what it cost you and how hard it was, if you knew that going into it, would you do it?
1: I don't know. I wonder if I'll ever know the answer to that. Like right now, if it was like, hey, you like knowing the outcome, there's no way. There's no way because there was always hope throughout the process that it was going to you know, really become the thing that we did for the rest of our lives was this Justin and Greg platform. Knowing how it turned out now, like the thing is, is I do know that we grew so much and it wasn't just that we had these stories and they were fine and they're done. No, like something happened in us over that period of time. I'm still not far enough away from it to see it, but going, hey, do you want to go through all that all again? Like the, the stress was overwhelming through it all it really was and the effort and the almost burnout in me personally like it was so took such a toll on me i i don't know but but knowing that i if i had to go back and say hey you don't get any of these stories i i don't actually know that i could live with not having the stories the thing i'm the only thing i'm scared of now is that those stories become a distant memory it's like in life, I wanna—I don't know what it looks like in the context of life now, but I don't want those stories to just be things that I used to do.
0: Mm. You want to foster them somehow.
1: I, like, And it could be completely different, but that we risk, and life is about risk. And we live in a society where the whole goal is comfort, like this idea of retirement. Hey, work for a number of years so you can just go and be comfortable and not have to worry about anything. And like to me, that just sounds terrible. I love the idea of some kind of risk and, and having some stories of just times where it's like, yeah, we like, we went for it, Greg, we, sh-
0: we should be so proud that we went for it. We did. We went for it. Yeah. It, I don't, it's bizarre for me to, to look back and say, well, I did that, is that mm-hmm. I'm, if, you, if you know the Enneagram, I'm a nine and a nine is all about peace and comfort and whatever. And it's, it's very hard for me to go outside of those boundaries. So when I look back at what we did, I'm like, really? Like I was doing that we did that together like we we mm-hmm. did all that crazy risk and it was uncomfortable and it was messy and it was costly and like look at your basement we're recording this in justin's basement right now your basement was completely different when we started yeah you remember you had the studio and there was the oh, wall wait, the there
1: it was a black cloth the first time it was a black cloth out uh and I moved some tables and yeah it's just it like it's way better now by the way way better does. and now my studio gets used for playstation 4 call of duty modern warfare
0: you're into virtual reality anyway i am i am it's one of my passions Mm -hmm. that i never get to play because i'm working now through uh, discipline in my life and Mm -hmm. i realize this comes back to some of our stories and i know we're trying to wind this down but is that discipline is a massive factor in people's success i think about mark Wahlberg who will out anyone on the planet. I, he's like, I will I will beat you at being mm-hmm. regimented and up at five and working out and eating healthy, boom, boom, boom. And the more I study high performers, mm-hmm. they're disciplined in so many ways. And so I'm trying to be disciplined and realize, wait a minute, it's coming back to me being mm-hmm. a nine, and you would get this, is that my tendency is comfort. My tendency is to go have a drink, go uh Watch TV, watch a movie, just be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And virtual reality is the greatest invention on the planet. And people don't know that yet. And it's going to change how we function as humans. And I fully believe that. And I'm a huge, I'm pumped for it. But I realized that if I spend all my time in virtual reality, I'm not actually getting things done. I'm not present with my mm-hmm. wife or my daughter or my job or whatever. And that ain't a healthy thing. So now I I probably play virtual reality Hours in a day or hours in a month? Four? Like, Four hours in a month? Legitimately. Oh, okay, not much. Legitimately. I don't I don't get a lot of time. And so I, I'm actually proud to say that because and what spend, I would like to do yeah. is spend days in there yeah, and just having fun, having a blast, yeah. but I'm trying to put other things first because it's a lesson I need to learn in order to get where I need to go, which I don't actually know where that is. It's funny because I feel like the opposite in the sense of
1: all I want is something to sink my teeth in that's new. I don't know if it's the opposite, but like I miss when it was like I'm building a YouTube channel and I'm making videos or we're doing just like I mean I love like I love my job and I like doing my job, but I have actually this wad of cash sitting in my PayPal account from having sold a bunch of camera stuff. It's part of me where I'm like oh, I'll I guess I'll spend it on a new camera, but I'm like no, I wish I had something new, like. A hobby, but a hobby that was—I like keeping score and building things. That 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 was bigger, and it's like I don't want to knit. I want to, and I don't know what. I just don't like have a have an outlet. So, producer Mark and I play Call of Duty, but I'm like I'm just waiting. In some ways, I know I'm still actually in recovery. I'm like a recovering content. Is addict. that weird for you? A recovering dopamine addict.
0: Yeah. Is it weird for you though? Because I know that you are that person who you give them a goal or mm-hmm. a contest and say go. And then you're going to, you're going to win. Is it hard for you to sit there and battle the lies that you're being lazy or you're being unproductive or this is a waste of time or you're better than this, et cetera, et cetera? Yes. How do you deal with it? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Numb.
1: I don't actually, it's literally one of those things. I had a moment where I was driving home today and I just had like, I had to take a moment and had this piece saying like, Hey, you're okay. Like you're just, you're Okay. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to apologize for anything. You don't need to try. Like, you're just, you're okay in this moment. And it was a, it was a nice moment. Cause like the last, I don't know why the last like couple of days I realized, um, probably cause I like, I've, there's been no booze in January, you know, not since 2019. And I'd, the problem is, is like, things are, you know, it's easy to numb doing all sorts of things. And when I slow down, it's like, you can get like all the emotion and mm. all the things that are building up and. The things that you work hard to avoid. Sure. It's much easier. You yeah, had to stay busy, but you know, dealing with it. I, you know, yeah, I don't know. It is, it can be hard where it's like, yeah, I feel like I should be productive, but it's just trying to redirect your energy, like into going, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to hang out with my kids. I'm not going to, it's so easy in the world of social to just get caught up in the stupid metrics that don't really matter of like literally being there. We've had those moments. You just refresh. I swear, we spent so an many-
0: entire day during r- r- rural Uber. Yeah, just hit and refresh. It's all it and was,
1: because really, it was like thousands of shares every hour, like so many comments. You just like you're drinking it all in, but it it's not real. Like it's not a thing. It's not real. It felt real. Sure, it did. Oh yeah, it felt so good.
0: What I'm laughing at is. We are doing completely opposite behaviors, mm-hmm. and it's the right thing. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, you're working on discipline. Like, I was too disciplined. It was
1: like every night I'm working, getting yeah. stuff done, hustling, like doing that. And Do you hear a toilet?
0: Yeah, it's just the drain in the oh, okay sink. Isn't that bizarre, though? And that's what I feel like we need as, as humans to realize is that... When it, people people stand up on a stage and say, "Here's the, how to be mm-hmm. successful," yeah. and the, the reality is—that's funny. For some people, that will work, and for some other people, that is the worst yeah. advice they can get. You need to know yourself and understand. Okay, what yeah. do I need to do in this moment? And you're saying, "I need to recover. Mm-hmm. I need to actually loosen up my loosen up my belt a little bit, mm-hmm. play video games, and fight the urge to do because I need to sit here and feel this. Mm-hmm. I need to feel whatever this is and let my body and my mind and my spirit relax." Yeah. To be clear. It's not video games aren't the
1: answer. It's still for what I literally need to do is sit and do nothing like that's so hard for me and makes me sick. They came up and just go sit on the couch and just sit there like that's that's what I actually need to do at my point in life, which is probably your dream. You know, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I see no problems with this. And like that is that is therapy for me now that I'm trying to avoid at all. Costs. I'll wake
0: up at 5 a.m. and do that. And just like sit because it's it's my special time. Oh yeah, just let the thoughts relax and calm. And mm-hmm. anyway, yeah.
1: So I don't, you know, I don't know what this podcast is, but it, who knows this This one was probably a little more all over the map. But I don't, I don't care. What it's, I want to do is I want to nice tell because it stories. doesn't actually matter. Yeah, we'll get more into taking more stories or moments of it. But in some ways too, it's like we can make it whatever we want because we don't need this podcast to make us money. How is it uh, for you? Typically you get, what, six, seven minutes in a row, then you got to wait for six, seven minutes of commercials to come back and talk. you just got to talk for, like, I have no idea what time it is. It's about an hour. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's different. It's different. I mean, the seven, I actually find pressure in the seven because it's a show with roles. It's also your job and your livelihood and everybody's listening in the moment. It's a little different than this. I don't (laughs) find pressure in that, though. I don't find pressure in the fact that if I suck at this, I'm going to lose my job because, I mean, that's a, that's a fact and a reality. Sure. And if that happens, it happens. But my goal is to be excellent at my job. The mm. difference is this is a conversation that I'm trying mm-hmm. to – This is it's way easier to do this yeah. than it is to talk about things that I have to research and mm-hmm. ask. Like the hardest yeah. thing about my job right now is asking questions, asking relevant questions to people that I think are interesting that the audience also finds value from. Because it's very easy to default to the obvious questions or to terrible questions or to boring questions. Mm -hmm. And it actually takes work to go, Johnny Goudreau, you're not in the All-Star game, so what are you doing with your spare time? Because I cared about that, and I want them to know. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm going to have fun. No, no, no. What I'm really asking you, Johnny, is what's on your Netflix list and what are you going to crush off? Mm -hmm. And he tells me, Aaron Hernandez, The Mind of a Killer. And I go, Oh. oh! That one's so good. Have You're you going to love that? it. Yeah, you I you just love finished it last you c- night. C- serial killers. Anyway, I think it's probably a good place to end. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Because tomorrow we have Aaron Hernandez. He was this Patriots linebacker or uh, tight end who was great. But at the same time, he was in the Super Bowl. He killed people. And so... What? We have people. He killed people. He murdered, uh, we think, three. We know at least one. He murdered them with a gun. This is taking a dark turn. Anyway, he went to he went to football it. and then went to camp and went to the yeah. Super Bowl. Tomorrow on the show, we have a player for the Calgary Stampeders who was in camp with him while he would have been killing or he had just killed people. Wow! So we're gonna ask him, like, hey, we're You're watching, gonna ask him. We're, asked, we're watching this on Netflix. That the whole idea he's on the show is for us to talk uh-huh. about this. What was this guy like? What is this like for you now to see him in that knowing this? Bleh. Bleh. Anyway, that's a cool interview. I like yeah. that more than X's and O's. Don't I I mean not that you,
1: I text you things all the time of my opinions of you, but like just have fun, Greg. You're your best when you're funny, which is funny because there's probably like I don't know six people left now. I would say I don't know how many people listen to the podcast. You can listen to Greg online, hey, three to six p.m. Central Standard Time, no daylight savings, nine eighty. CJME yeah, or CJME, C-J-M-E.
0: Dot com. Com or CKOM com. You can tune in live. There's a
1: lot of commercials. A lot more than this podcast.
0: Well, you can actually just listen to the podcast. There's no commercials. Oh, you
1: can. the The day after, he should ninety say
0: minutes. That. Well, oh, I, if funny. that was me, I would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the difference is people listen to radio in their car. Yeah, for sure. We're creatures. That's of, me. Creatures of habit. Do you man.
1: know what? I actually, like sometimes, depending on my day, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna leave work for another four minutes because I know about when your segment comes on.
0: When when we were doing Justin and Greg and I would go home around 4, 4.30. Yeah. I would aim for the Drew Amanda segment because he talked about hockey, and I love hockey. I don't know
1: exactly. It's usually like 4.30. 4.36, seven? 4.37, somewhere yeah, 430 in there. Yeah, 4.37. Drew Remenda and you. It's funny because like he likes you, even though him and Jamie just gang up on you all the time. It I laugh out loud every time. It's
0: because I tell him off that he's boring. Hey, yeah. hey Drew, <laughs> your tie's... They're lame. No,
1: I like when they're they're yeah they're making fun of your fashion choices or your work etiquette or all sorts. It's great. It,
0: it actually so this occurred to me. My co-host Jimmy and I was making fun of the fact that I took three cookies, which I thought was a bizarre thing to poke fun at me for, but mm-hmm. whatever. And I realized in that moment where he's making fun of me to the entire province. This is my life. <laughs> You're a punching bag. Every every <laughs> avenue of my life is the guy who gets made fun of. Yeah. Justin and Greg, my character or my caricature was a guy who always did the dumb things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know how to escape that, or if that's just who I am. That's actually, that's a good question. It's weird. Is it? Or who
1: knows? Maybe we'll discover that.
0: I think too, because you talked about, hey, I love the fact you took three cookies. I took three cookies and didn't think about it. I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to be rude. I was like, oh, there's a lot of those cookies. But then I realized, I just need to be who I am. I'm going to wear tennis pants and sweatpants and... Right now I'm wearing uh, sweatpants with Nicolas Cage's face on them. I got to do that. Because if I don't do that, I actually lose a part of myself. You
1: have to be you. I think that'll be in the future, whatever it looks like, someday when Justin and Greg, it's going to be more
0: us. It's my, I think that at whatever point that happens, I need to be myself. Mm-hmm. And I think this whole, even this whole process of me being on Green Zone mm-hmm. is being myself and getting... I have random strangers saying, "Hey, I disagree with your opinion," and they say it in the worst way, and it gets mm-hmm. to me. And I go, "Wait a minute, what's my problem? I don't have a problem." Yeah. You can say anything anywhere nowadays, and you will find people that criticize you. Oh, did you just fart <laughs> on the podcast? No,
1: sorry, you were in the middle of the topic. Yeah, saying, people, I'm just can saying that people criticize with yeah, you, so people can criticize that.
0: I need to learn farted on the podcast. For most of my life, mm-hmm. I have tried to give you the right answer. Yeah. If you're talking to me. I will find out and I can read you and say, what do you want me to say? I don't know whether that I learned that in school because I wanted high marks sure. or whatever it was, but it's like, wait a minute, what do you want me to say? Okay, I'll agree with you on that because one, mm-hmm. I don't want a conflict and two, I, I like to be liked versus if I'm going to be who I need mm-hmm. to be in life, yeah. I need to be able to speak what I believe mm-hmm. and have you yell back at me and go, I don't care. I think yeah. you're wrong.
1: Comments don't matter. Don't read the comments. What I'm trying to work on. Well, there we go. Don't read the comments. Therapeutic. Is this just going to be like our therapy sessions? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Anyway, if if I was going to say, if you guys enjoy this, let let us know. It's not that we, hey, happy to chat with you, but I'm like, I actually don't. (laughs) I enjoy this. (laughs) I can see you working through it. Like,
0: actually, if no one read listens to this, it's it's fine. It's It's great
1: because I enjoy. We just get to hang out and do this wheels. I'm over wheels. it Wheels. That's your nickname. Wheels. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's
0: fine. Moved. The biggest mo- moment for me was when people started making fun of the name Wheels, which I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, whatever. It's not the best nickname in the world. But now people insult me using Wheels. Well, that's funny. Wheels, you suck. I'm like, actually, you called me Wheels, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm winning. Right I'm <laughs> winning, sir or ma'am, or anonymous troll. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Let's hit stop. See you soon. What are we going to talk about next? Oh. Uh, I, I think we should get into we did winners. Uh, what came after winners? We might have to actually
1: like go and scroll the feed
0: and be like, there oh, were yeah. some
1: other. It's funny there were some of our clothing videos that actually or clothing with flat. I remember when we were in the minivan making fun of guys. That one did half that a was, mil. That really? was early on. Yeah. Anyway, I want to like bomb through the archives, but archives,
0: archives, Char- <laughs> I got some archives on my pizza. <laughs> okay, not good. Goodbye. Okay, Goodbye. Okay,